Welcome. My name is John Robinson. I am president and CEO of Our Ability. And we have started in the last uh, two months, started a podcast. We're excited about the podcast. It's been a way for me to reconnect with people that I've met along the way in my 10 years of doing, doing this with Our Ability. And I'm excited to do it. Uh, it, it started out as an idea to, to create a follow-up book. Uh, I think podcasts are way more effective so that we can engage one-on-one with people individually and we can engage with the audience. And so we're embracing new technology and we're excited to, to start the Our Ability podcast here. And like I said, we're about two, two months young. Um, this podcast is coming to you in part by uh, Price Chopper Market 32 and Lowe's Home Improvement who have donated the equipment. So I wanted to get that out of the way and say thank you. Uh, both organizations are great in, in um, diversity and disability inclusion. And so we're proud to, proud to work with them. Okay, that's off the board. Uh, I'm really proud and honored to have our guest today is Jill Houghton, uh, President, Executive Director. And Jill, you can correct me with a real title um, with Disability In. Jill is somebody that I've known an awfully long time with Disability In. And uh, as a lot of you know, our ability and our nonprofit side are, are the disability and chapter for New York State, and we're awfully proud of that. Uh, Jill is a pioneer, a force, a leader in disability inclusion in the United States and the world. And uh, we, are, we are proud of that relationship, and we're proud to have you on the, on the webinar today, Jill. Hello. Well, that means a lot, John Robinson, because talk about a, talk about a, a force. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Well, you're very welcome, and it is it is truly great to have you. It's you know there these are dark times at time. Uh, there's there's sad times at time with with what's going on today in the media, and what's going on with COVID. But it's nice to have like-minded individuals that are pushing forward with with um, inclusion because it is so important. We're going to go through some major changes in our country, and I I feel like um, what I've heard you say in the last few weeks. What I feel like I want to say in the last few weeks is like-minded. I want to get your perspective. Yesterday, there was a, a disability in tweet, um, standing in solidarity with the, with the black community. And I wanted your, your thought on that. We weren't going to bring it up, but it's awfully hard without, you know, watching today's media, what's going on. What, Joe, what's going on in, in your mind and, and disability in's mind? And what are you hearing from some of your corporate members? You know, uh, I think first and foremost that it's really important that at Disability Inn we take a stand and that we, we use our platform and our voices to collectively call out not only that we stand in solidarity with the Black community, but that racism and discrimination and senseless, senseless acts of violence have, you know, have no place in our society. Um, you know, disability uh, knows no stranger, right? We cross every area of diversity. We, uh, in fact, in the Black community, people are four times more likely to encounter disability. And so I think it's very important that we speak up and that we speak out and that we uh, use our platform to demonstrate that Black lives matter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, disability has had a great um, long-term 
relationship with multiple diversity groups. Jill, tell me a little bit about that because that is so important, watching what NGLCC does, watching what some of the other groups do, knowing that you know we're, we're, we touch them because of what we're doing. What does that mean to you and what do you think that means to corporate America that a lot of us are in line with one another? I think that at, at Disability In, I would credit that Number one, everything that we do is in response to what business needs as it relates to disability inclusion. But what we know is that we don't need to go out and recreate the wheel, that there is great value in having partnerships across all areas of diversity. And I would tell you that things like the Disability Equality Index, things like our certification for disability-owned businesses, Things like our Next Gen Leaders Program with college students with disabilities. All of that came as a result of partnerships with organizations like the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, like the Women's Business Enterprise National Council, or HRC, or Out and Equal, you know, I, the, the U.S. Black Chamber. I, you know, I could go through all of these organizations. And we're stronger when we all work together. It's so true. And it, it, um, I've got goosebumps hearing you say that because we are stronger together. And, you know, in this time of, of what's going on with uh, the, the Black Lives Matter and, and the, uh, um, the stepping on of the Constitution, depending on which side you are on it, what's going on with COVID, what's going on with in, income inequality, that it, it is so important that we come together. Um, I, you know, even last night, three in the morning, awake, uh, thinking about what's going on. I'm thinking about the power of the Fortune 500 companies in in this country, and they can affect change a lot faster than any politician can. Um, talk to me a little bit about the change that you've seen uh, with disability in over the past few years that really has made a dramatic difference uh, from the corporate America side. I mean, at, at our core, Disability Inn was created because our founder, uh, who was the, the original author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, Tony Coelho, um, Congressman Coelho, believed that the one thing that the Americans with Disabilities Act couldn't do was legislate attitudes, right? And so in his foresight, he knew that business had the power to change the world. And so, in fact, at our core, that's who we are at Disability In. We're based on that premise that business has the power to change the world and that they need to do so in partnership with us, with people with disabilities, that together we can actually make a world that is inclusive of all people with disabilities in a meaningful way. Yeah, amen to that. And it, it is so true. And uh, the change can't come from corporate America. And that's our hope. That's my hope personally. And I'll tell you, in, in the, the years and years of dealing with disability inclusion and having questions asked at me, I know that change comes uh, when corporate America speaks. And I also know at the same time that 95% of our headaches in this realm of disability inclusion they don't come from corporate America, right? Corporate America have the solutions. They have the interest. They have the ability. 
And it's, it's everybody else that gets in our way sometimes. So I, I, I completely understand that and, and agree. Um, we are going through cha- some changes in the United States with COVID. Jill, talk to me a little bit about how even COVID has affected disability. And I know the annual meeting is coming up. It's going to be a little bit different this year. Talk to me a little bit about COVID, the changes with disability and, and the annual meeting. So I think that this, you know, sudden switch of work to remote, uh, to this whole work-from-home environment has really helped to highlight the importance of digital accessibility, right? If ever there was an opportunity for us to talk about the importance of accessibility and making sure that technology is inclusive for all people, I think that that's one of the gifts that we have received from COVID. So it's really important that we make sure that all of our systems are accessible. I think that it's also created an opportunity for business to really build a meaningful bridge to their employee resource groups, right? Because the biggest source of knowledge that a company has right now, or really for that matter, anytime, but it's shined a light on it in these times, are its people. And so it's the employees and it's the people that are part of their employee resource groups. And so, you know, a large majority of companies have disability employee resource groups. And you want to make sure that if you're working on making things accessible, making your businesses more inclusive, you're engaging with your people. I think that we've seen companies take action you know, actions around looking at their mental health benefits, right? Engaging what, what, what should they have that they don't have? Um, enabling captions, things like captions in these virtual platforms. Um, turning our cameras on so that we can, uh, if somebody lip reads, right? They can see our mouth. Um, starting the conversation by identifying who's speaking. Um, it, it, these little tips and tricks, my most, my, probably my favorite thing that has occurred is just this whole concept of leading with humanity, um, really checking in with each other to, to, you know, identify, to openly say like, Hey, I care. And I want to know how you're doing. Um, to acknowledging that you might hear a dog or a doorbell or a kid, right? Um, I think it's it's allowed us to be human. Um, So it's been an interesting time. It's been a challenging time, but it's also presented opportunity. Yeah, it it certainly has, and and you're exactly right. It's okay to be human, right? And I think a lot of times as a person with a disability, we are afraid to be human. We're, and I mean that we're afraid to show our vulnerabilities. We're afraid to show our disability. And it's, it's so great. It's, it's sort of a horrible way to say it, but it's great to see other populations have to go through some of the things that we've gone through. And, and I agree. It's, it's, it's nice to see. And it's also really, really important to touch base with each other. And, and you said it right there. We have to be able to connect on a human level to understand who each other is and how we best present. And, uh, and that is one of the good things that's come out of this. So I, I, I echo that and I agree. Um, we talked about uh, at the beginning, we talked about disability in and who you are and you mentioned 
uh, the Disability Inequality Index. And you mentioned a bunch of things that disability and does, but I do want to drill down a little bit on the Disability Equality Index and how it's important. And, and Jill, what I would like you to talk about what it is and then where you see this as a tool to help these changes that we're going to go through in the next 12 months. So the Disability Equality Index, or we like to call it the DEI, was created because business was asking, where do we get started? What does good look like? And so, again, we went outside of ourselves. We went to the, to the LGBT community, and we went to HRC, and we learned from them. We joined forces with the American Association of People with Disabilities, or AAPD. We joined forces with them because they represent all people with disabilities, and we represent business. We created an advisory committee, and we let that advisory committee go to work to create a tool, uh, a survey, that takes the company on average about 40 hours to, to uh, complete. It's not a check the box. If they answer yes to, to a question, they have to substantiate their answer. It looks at things like leadership and culture, employment practices, uh, enterprise-wide access, community engagement, supplier diversity, and non-U.S. operations. So it really looks across the business because disability inclusion lives everywhere. So it creates the opportunity for a company to bring the cross-functional leaders together to dig down into these areas. Companies can score an 80, a 90, or a 100, and we tell the world who they are. If they score under an 80, nobody knows they took it. The reason for that is it's a carrot and it's not a stick. It's really important to call out that even if a company answers, you know, gets 100 on it, it doesn't mean they're perfect. It's not a perfect score. It's intended to be a tool to help them on their journey, to help them benchmark, to help them look at what's going on in their industry, and most importantly, to identify opportunities, areas, where they can do better. Now, the beauty of this tool is that over time, this advisory committee has the ability to kind of raise the bar, make more weighted questions. Um, where are we at on this journey? We're six years in, uh, in July. We'll be getting ready to announce uh, a significant growth in participation. Uh, and we'll have lots of exciting data to share. So hopefully I can get invited back and tell you what we learned. You absolutely can. And I'm just going to take a wild stab. I'm going to guess there's companies out there in the past six years that have scored under 80, but have been spurred on to keep going and, and, and take it again and work with you again. That's got to be a good tool for you to stay hand in hand with companies that want to improve along the way. It's been a really impactful tool. And there are some companies at Disability and we have something called Inclusion Works. Right now, we've got about 49 brands that are participating where we're kind of in a deep dive relationship with them. And in addition to their participation in using things like the DEI, they're also tracking their quarterly hires. And so that group of companies has hired almost soon to be 60,000 people with disabilities. Amazing. 60,000 people. It's a wonderful number. And I can only imagine the next six years and the next cycle of this, it's going to be that many more. 
Uh, Jill Houghton, you know, anybody that knows you and has been on calls with you knows that you've got a family that may pop into the office once in a while when you're on a call, uh, sees you on Facebook running, uh, staying active, staying mentally healthy. Um, uh, you know, just talk to me a little bit about your personal life. What, how has this been during COVID and, and how is everybody at home? So we've got a groove on now, but you know, at the beginning it was a little touch and go, right? This whole, uh, figuring out how to, how to work and how to be a teacher, you know, uh, be mom. Uh, certainly I've always really valued teachers. Um, but I have a whole new respect. <laughs> Amen. Uh, right. Amen. Um, my husband has a spinal cord injury. So, uh, you know, uh, he, he's felt a little trapped, I guess you will, because he likes to get out and about and, um, you know, wheeling around, uh, carrying all those germs on his tires. Um, not such a good idea. Uh, my child uh, seems to be managing things pretty well. Um, although it sure is hard to stay off Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think children are resilient, but it's, it's going to be a change for them for their, for in their lives ahead. But for us adults who are set in our ways, I think the change is uh, has been pretty dramatic. Uh, Jill Houghton, disability in again, thank you for your time. You're a force. Uh, we are all proud to follow you and what we do in disability inclusion and uh, we look forward to the, uh, the annual meeting, which comes up here in July. I urge you, if you're listening to us, if you have not registered yet, please do so. Uh, it's going to be a very important annual meeting online. And it's important for us to connect and to look at each other on cameras and connect with each other as much as we possibly can, because we do need to stay together. And as you said, Jill, we are stronger together. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you, John.